The Cappuccino Podcast brought to you in association with Tactical Solutions. For all your tactical solutions, check them out at www.tactical.co.nz. It's that time again, so grab yourself a cup of joe and get ready for the Cappuccino with Constable Brian. my guest second time round, and uh, despite the fact he's sitting right beside me I'll still tell him the good news he's still one of the highest running episodes of the Cappuccino for all three listeners so Rob Masters has been an ex uh, sergeant an ex senior sergeant in the police he's been a frontline police officer he's been in charge of uh, Wellington Airport he's been a recruit instructor at the Royal New Zealand Police College he's been on the maritime unit based in Wellington and he is now currently a what are we calling you these days? A physical education training officer? Yeah, that's right. Physical education officer. Yeah, and despite all of that, and you're thinking what a great guy he is, he still supports Australian cricket. So uh, we'll go straight into the speed round because <laughs> here we go, right? So best sports movie of all time, Rob, is what? Oh, that's a good one. Any given Sunday. There you go. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, it's a good week. Yeah. Purely for Al Pacino's speech before nice. the final game. Yep. One inch at a time. All good. Best athlete of all time is who? The GOAT. Any sport. Well, I'd, I'd have to say not just purely because of his ability, but for the way he carried himself through his career, Roger Federer. There you go. Who was your sports idol as a kid? Dennis Lilly. I think I told you that last time. Yeah, I think you Still did. Still is yeah. Dennis Lilly. Yeah, pretty. Yeah. If you had class, you'd go Richard John Hadley, just saying. <laughs> oh, sorry, Sir Richard John Hadley. Any trophy to win, any sports trophy to win in the world, What's the one that you want to win? The Football World Cup. There you go. Yep. Oh, for me, it's the Stanley Cup, but that's all good. Best workout song or best pump-me-up song of all time is what? Paranoid. Oh, God. Yep, bless. Yep. Favourite <laughs> sport to watch? Football. Will yep. always be football. Gold. Least favourite sport to watch? Ice hockey. <laughs> oh, and with that, this Cappuccino Hand- podcast ends. Yeah, yes. Handbags at 10 o'clock. <laughs> Men spitting their teeth out. That's all I'll say about it. Right. So, yeah. so, let's go right back to the very beginning here. What test do you actually have to, physical test, do you need to do to join the New Zealand Police? And then it's a two-tier question, I guess, and to stay in the New Zealand Police. Okay, so to join the New Zealand Police, you have to pass the PAT, the Physical Assessment Test, yep. which is a, a 2.4 kilometre run in a specific size depending on your sex and your BMI. Yep. Uh, push-ups, a standing jump test, and a grip strength test. Perfect. Now, before we go any further, I should mention this as a caveat. Uh, any advice that Rob and Brian give you, even though Rob is a PEO, still pays to check with your recruitment officer and also check with your local PEO as well. Um, it's not a God-given uh, in-stone uh, answer from Rob and I, but it may be pretty close, but it may not actually be black and white. So a couple of questions. If you've got a physical illness, uh, but it doesn't hold you back, will that affect your application? It will depend on what it is. The only probably true advice that I can give you as an applicant is that declare it, let your recruiting, uh, your selection specialist know, because yep. I know there was a question there on one of your, your sites about asthma. Yep. There are police officers out there with asthma. There are police applicants. In fact, we've had a couple in the last few weeks that have asthma, and they just carry their pump with them, or the pump is available should it be required. So. Just let your selection specialist know, and that goes with anything that yep. you think may affect your recruitment process. Yeah, even something is not going to say silly, but even something is something as trivial as, "Hey, look, I had my ACL done a couple of years ago. I've played three years of football. It's still probably worth letting your PEOs know, uh, just for everybody's peace of mind." Um, is the fitness test, and I'm guessing they were referring to the PAT, is it hard? I think you and I both know the answer to this one. Yeah. Look, 
any fitness test should test you. That's yep. the point of it. It is a test. It's there to see that you're at the required fitness level that that specific job or sport or whatever it may be, uh, that you are there and, and you're able to do it. Uh, that being said, if you train for it, there's no reason why you can't pass it. But you've got to put the effort in. If you want it, you put the effort in and uh, you, you will achieve success. Um, I guess the best piece of advice I ever had, and it was given to me by an old uh, PEA, um, who said to me, I'm giving you all the answers to the test. All you've got to do now is just go and get the rest of the questions and you'll be sweet. Exactly. And it's like, yep, done. Um, how does the New Zealand police test compare to the army entry test? I actually um, checked this um, before I came out. Of course now, you did, uh, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. I saw the question. Yeah. Uh, but having said that, I also went to a, a careers afternoon the other week out at, at Glen Innes, and there was a young lad there from the army um, showing uh, students push-ups. This is a little bit below us in terms of their push-ups. Uh, from uh, a male, for example, you have to reach 34 push-ups for maximum uh, maximum points uh, in the army, I believe it's thirty. Uh, they don't do they don't do a two point four k two point four k run. It looks like they do a multi stage fitness test or the beep test. Yeah, uh, and you have to get to I think it was around eleven uh, level ten for males and around level eight point something for females. What methods would you recommend to somebody fairly new to running to lower their minutes uh, k pace to meet a fitness requirement? I guess this is the big one because everybody starts off and if you, I mean everybody's done the playing a sport or playing football or playing rugby but when you actually come to running 2.4k I think a lot of people tend to look at it and go oh I've played rugby for X amount of years what they don't actually realise is that there's lots of super rugby players who come back and if I oh, correct me if I'm wrong here some of the super rugby teams actually use the 2.4k runners they test and a lot of their players all blacks can, as well don't do the fitness requirements as fast as what they're required to join the police? No, look, look, the best thing I can suggest in terms of getting ready for your 2.4k run is get out there and run. Yep. All right. Uh, now, that being said, don't just go and run 2.4k's. <laughs> yeah. All right. If I, I always strip it back to this and, and keeping it simple in the gym, that if your goal is to bench press 100 kilos, if you only lift 20 kilos, you're never going to reach yep. the, the level that you want. So you, you need to go out and do long distance running. You need to do some medium distance running. And you need to do some short interval based running. Or there's also fartlek running as yep. well. And and that uh, prepares you in the best way. Now, the New Cops website actually has training advice on it of what to do. So you can always go there and have a look. Uh and, but also speaking with your selection specialist as well, they'll provide you with some information um, that, that we provide to them um, in, in regards to your training. But it, it's it's getting out there and doing it and putting the miles. I say to, say to some people who, who've spoken to me in the past, I say, get in your car, drive 2.4Ks, <laughs> put a mark on the road where, where you <laughs> yeah. were, drive back and then run that 2.4K runs. See how you do. See how fast you are, are doing that. Alternatively, I like the old mentality, um, test where you train, or train where you're going to test. test. All right. So we do our uh, training up here in Auckland uh, at the Lovelock track, which is a running track in Mount Roskill. So go to Mount Roskill running track and run six laps. So 400 metres it is, run the six laps, yep. see how long it takes you, uh, and then at least you've got a base of, of where you need. Yeah. The other thing is, it is six laps. If it's a 400 metre running track, and you know that with your uh, with your your sex and your BMI that you've got say twelve minutes because that's a nice easy number. That means each lap's got to be two minutes long. Yeah, just run two minutes <laughs> yeah. for each of those laps. It's it's it's. I know it sounds simple, but it is kind of like that. And you run your own race. I'm not a I'm not a, a massive runner. No. I'll, I'll, like you know that I've done the goats and things like yep. that, but I have to train for those. I actually have to go and run up hills and through tracks and mud and all that sort of thing to do that. But it's always my own race. There's guys and girls in front of me that are mountain runners. It's not my job to keep up with them if I want to finish the race. I'm, that's not going to happen. Yep. And we have a lot of people that come out and that, when we brief them before they run, it's the big thing we really push. 
know what you have to do to pass. Yeah. If the guy or girl in front of you is a runner and you try and keep up with him, you'll get to the third or fourth lap and we'll, we'll see you start to blow out yeah. because you haven't run your race. So if you've got to run a minute 45 for each lap, write it on your hand. We've had people turn up and it's written on their hand. Yeah. Minute 45, first lap, minute. And they may change it a little bit. Yeah. And then always on that last lap, they'll push it because... You know, be the best you can and try and get the best you can. But if you run a really good, consistent first five laps and, and at a minute 45 and then you try and do your last lap in a minute, you're just going to explode. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Funny you mention that because I remember on my testing day, I did 9.26. But one of the other um, potential recruits, he ran through at 8.15. And unbeknownst to all of us, he was actually an RB PTI. Yeah. And some of the boys tried to keep up with him and... As we got to that last lap, back in the days we do it around the Harbour Bridge, I was like, I'm actually overtaking people. That shouldn't be right. They must be. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. So run your own race. Yeah. What does New Zealand Police require from an applicant? And this is the asthma question. With asthma, if you pass all the fitness tests, does asthma still affect your application? I guess that's going to be on a case-by-case basis, isn't it? It will be. And, and as I said before, look, check with your selection specialist. Be upfront and open with it. I mean, that's the thing when you're going through this whole process and and I, when I talk to the applicants at testing, I say, you're in an interview process. From the day you pick up the phone yeah. and call our recruitment um, team, the interview process has been um, has commenced. And if you don't disclose something, it will generally be found out along the way. So uh, just let them know. And they'll, they'll tell you whether it's... Uh, um, going to be a major issue. They may talk, uh, get a need a report from your doctor, something like that. So. Uh, the next one, oh, I mentioned this to one of my workmates. He went, "Oh, millennials!" But valid point. <laughs> Can I wear headphones when I do the run? No. There you go. No. Easy. <laughs> Where is the best place to get started with your training? Like, what's the best thing to do? So let's say that somebody is a casual gym user or casual, you know, uh, physical fitness person, and okay, cool. I've decided to take the step up decided I want to become a cop, what steps would you recommend to them? Do you go out and get yourself a personal trainer? Do you go to the gym? Do you, you know, what, what do you do? I think everyone's a little bit different. Uh, some people will need to go and get a personal trainer. If, if fitness is not a big part of your life or it, you know it's something that you need that gentle nudge with, yep. then going to a personal trainer is it's not an issue go yep. and uh, go, go and seek out some advice it may be that it's just that first up initial advice from someone yep. uh, that um, that gets you on your way as I said um, that the new cops website has um, some it is some basic information in regards in regards to running uh, I know that there is a uh, there's a Facebook page uh, in Auckland I'm not yeah. sure if it covers uh, the whole country but that has applicants on it, and they they talk to each other. They motivate motivate each other, and there are running clubs and things like that. So, look, find the option that's best for you, the one that you know is going to help you achieve where you want to get to. What happens if you don't pass the fitness test? Can you keep trying? Um, back in our day, I, I know that you missed the run, and it was you kind of growled at and told, and then it was like mm, maybe. Um, but now it's kind of changed. So, what happens if? I come out on initially on PAT day, I'm not having a good day, maybe I completely fail, or maybe I just have a mental block, and let's, let's be honest, um, part of that PAT run is that mental block and overcoming that hurdle. Uh, what happens then, what's the process? Well, it's, it's not cut and dry. Uh, generally people that come out for their initial PAT test are coming to see how they're progressing with their run and their push-ups and all that sort of thing. And again, as I said, it's an interview process and it's about showing improvement as well. So we have had people come and fail that initial and usually we will, well, usually we provide them with advice. This is what you need to go and do. Yeah. This is how long we recommend it will take you to get to where you need to. So we'll let the selection specialists know where they got to, how much time they needed. And then it's down to the applicant then to go away and show that they have... Um, show their worth to go away and improve and come back uh, when they're ready and we always say look come back when you're ready when you know that if you've got to do it in 11 minutes 15 seconds to achieve the maximum points make sure you come back and you're doing 11 minutes 15 seconds or less yeah what comes first on PAT testing day is it the run run first yep then the the jump push ups and grip strength right 
when doing the push-ups and the test, can females go on their knees or are they full push-ups? Full push-ups. So train from the from the very get-go. My recommendation is train as you're going to test and, and the standard that you need to achieve. And make sure that you can do more than the allotted number. I, yeah. Again, I remember somebody on my testing day saying, I've never actually been able to do the amount, but I guess the nervous energy will push me through for three or four more. It didn't. Uh, is the 2.4 PAT run on a set route or is it round a track? It's different for different areas. Yep. I know Wellington, for example, uses the Wellington waterfront. Uh, Whangarei uh, has a, a set out and back. We have a track. We're, we're lucky. We're, we're fortunate. We've got the Lovelock track. Uh, the Waikato testing is done near Claudelands Arena, and it's oh, yeah. just a big circular track that is measured out. I think it's three and a bit laps for two point four k's. So that. everywhere is different. Uh, are push-ups for testing constant, or can you hold in the hold position? They are constant and continuous. Yeah. yeah. Uh, what do most people struggle with when they do the physical test for the police when testing? Apart from breathing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, probably the run and the push-ups. Okay. Yeah, generally not too many have any difficulty with the jump. Uh, in fact, I don't think I've seen anyone fail the jump in the time I've been doing the roll. Uh, grip strength can sometimes be a little bit uh, low, but they go away and fix that up. Cool. Yeah. What about the PCT, which is the physical competency test? So that's, a, I'm going to say, an obstacle course for one of better words, but through the windows and everything else, what's normally the thing that makes people, uh, shall we say, not succeed? Uh, the wall, yeah, uh, that's seen as a bit of a nemesis, and, and people struggle with the wall. Uh, and what would be uh, probably the ditch jump? Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. cool. Um, how does the BMI system work in testing? Now, this would have suited me to the ground because I'm a chunky monkey, as you know. So, how does it all work? Because you're taking people's BMIs and you're saying because your BMI is this. You're going to X amount of time to do on the run, and there's a matrix score and everything else. So, you want to briefly explain to us how that works? I suppose the concept is, and, and they brought it in, is that everyone has differing abilities uh, and different skills in terms of fitness. Uh, the BMI, generally for people with a larger BMI, makes the run a, a more difficult challenge for them. Yeah. Um, but those people usually do really well with push-ups, strong upper bodies, yep. whatever it is. So it's it's a matter that they get, with the BMI for the run, it will uh, give them a longer time in terms to do it, to score those points. Yep. Yeah. What's the best way to stay fit once you start doing shift work, in your opinion? Because I know that lots of people, and we've all seen it in our careers, where people finished police college I'm in the best physical fitness of my life blah 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 I'm amazing and then next thing you know gosh I've just swallowed a 20 kg dumbbell it's all around my waist and where did that all come from and it's really hard to get it off so yeah shift work is tough yeah shift work and certainly your first two years in the police or maybe longer is tough because you're adjusting to that shift work you're adjusting to the demands of the job itself uh but for me, I suppose it's just trying to keep some consistency with your training. Uh, set out some times during the week that th- these are my these are my uh, my days that it's absolutely going to happen. Yeah. Now, when you're on your your night shift, I mean, I always used to go and train uh, before my night shift. I'd never train after I do a night shift. I was no. just physically yeah, exhausted. Really, yep. uh, but then also late, uh, sorry, early shift, I would find that. You know, I certainly wouldn't get up any earlier than I needed to, so I yep. wouldn't go and train beforehand. But I may go to the gym afterwards. I may go for a run. Uh, but my late shifts were always usually my go-to. I knew that if I was starting at 3 in the afternoon, I'd go to the gym on the way to work, uh, do my shift, and then go home and sleep. But it's making out a plan, being consistent with it. Uh, of course, along with that is making sure that you sleep well as best you can. Yeah. Uh, obviously... Uh, when I was younger, I found the sleep easier. As I progressed in age, I found it really, uh, I really struggled to sleep, particularly yeah. on night shift. Uh, don't fall into the the traps of um, eating badly, yeah. if you can. Uh, you know, 
grabbing that McDonald's burger or grabbing that pie from the from the BP um, bean shop or whatever it's called. You know, take your take your lunches with you. I towards the end of my career, I didn't change the way I ate, if that makes sense. So if I was on a night shift, when I got up, I still had dinner then. Yeah. And part way through the shift, I would have a small meal, which would be like a lunch break. And then when I was coming to the end of my shift, I would have some breakfast because I was going to go home, go to sleep. Now, but with that, you need to be wary that you shouldn't be eating a lot of food within the last couple of hours before you go to sleep. Yeah. So on a normal day, for, for me, for example, I go to sleep at around 9.30, 10 o'clock. I'll stop eating at 7.30 at the latest to just let my body digest that. So certainly maintaining your fitness and a good diet is important to yep. maintain uh, uh, that that healthy lifestyle. As Arnold Schwarzenegger would say, consistency beats motivation every day of the week. Absolutely. Not wrong. Uh, how many times do you need to do the PAT? Twice. Your initial, your initial, you'll do at least your initial one, uh, and that's very early in, in your um, recruiting process. Yep. And then when you've been selected for a wing, you usually have to do the PAT about eight to twelve weeks before, so yep. eight to ten weeks before you go off to the college. And are we still doing the PAT at college, or we're not doing that anymore? Not doing the PAT at college, and but the PCT is done at the college now. Yeah. But the PCT is not done before you go to the college right. anymore. How often do I have to do the PCT test once I'm in the police? Every every two years, uh, unless you're a member of the AOS STG, they do it on a yearly basis. Cool. What would you recommend for snacks or meals once you actually start on shifts or frontline work? Because like we've said previously with the question that we've just answered, you know, you do get people who you can literally see them eating three dinners in a shift and then wondering where they put all that weight on. So... For me, it was I was nuts and scrogging um, fresh fruit. I was trying to eat fresh fruit and some veggies as often as I could. But when you were on frontline, what were you trying to do with your stuff? What I was trying to do was stay away from the sugary, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the sugary stuff yeah. as much as possible. Yeah, uh, and and I think that's probably the key is is to stay away from the the fast, easy options of uh, takeaway food. Um, yeah. You know, Food high in sugars, so sweets, um, energy drinks. Unfortunately, I know they're a, they're a staple uh, <laughs> on the night shifts. But you know, good old water yeah, at the end uh, of the day, um, keeping yourself hydrated, especially when you you've got your your, your ballistic armor on and you're carrying all that weight with your stab proof vest. Um, yeah. you, you need to hydrate. So you're you, know, you know nuts, fruit, uh, small meals, yeah. as opposed to eating heavy during yeah. the shift. What do you do to stay fit as a PEO? Because, I mean, I know that some people go, oh, he's a physical education officer. You know, he's probably entered Mr. Universe 17 times and, you know, does ultra marathons on his weekends off and yeah. that type of stuff, which, to be fair, is not fair on you or anybody else. But So what do you do to, to stay fit yourself? Because, I mean, obviously you can't be uh, unfit for purpose as a PEO. You can't be that for a police officer either. But so, you know, what do you do to stay fit? Well, I think firstly, our, our role is an active role. Yeah. So uh, PCD testing day, which is every week on a, on a Thursday. Sometimes, uh, if you take uh, last week, for example, uh, Leighton and I went up to Whangarei to do the testing up there. So that was yeah. a long day while we had to drive up there. We still we did a, a PAT and a PCT session while we are up there. So we're on our feet the whole day. Yeah. Uh, we, we don't stop on a PCT. It's the setting up, the testing, uh, and then the, the taking down of the test itself. Uh, so that's physically active. But I do do my own training. I do boot camps away. I've got a, as you know, I've got a little business away from the police. Yeah. And I, I have about three to four sessions of that. Quite often I'll train with um, with a client if, if that's what they like. Because yeah. um, that helps motivate them to do it. And then just some days, I'm, I don't like to think of it as cheating. But <laughs> yeah. some days uh, I put on YouTube. Because some days as a trainer, I just don't even want to have to think about it. I yep. actually want to be the client. Yeah. So my partner put me on to a Irish uh, oh, personal I trainer. I know exactly <laughs> the one, Caroline Javin. Yes, <laughs> absolutely awesome. But yeah. it just means that I can get a, a set of dumbbells. I yeah. can sit them in my lounge room. I put a towel out or a mat out. 
and I don't actually have to think and I always and it's and the thing I like about it, she does a lot of small 30 minute sessions yep. but I always get something out of it and so uh, that keeps me active I've I'm not coaching football anymore but I've been refing yep. uh, a lot of the games for the uh, team my son coaches and also the team he plays in so that has me running around for 45 minutes to an hour on most Saturdays yep. at least so yeah. Uh, and with the, like you say, with that Caroline Javan workouts, don't be fooled by her smile. She no, is no. a killer, an absolute killer. Let's just, go. Yeah, 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 <laughs> no, yeah. let's not go. <laughs> yeah, we can just park it here. That'd be great. Yeah, I'm, I'm done. Um, so somebody said I do CrossFit four times a week. Will I need to train to pass the physical test? Which I think is a no-brainer. The answer is yes, because it's a different type of fitness. It, it is. It is. Is this the PCT or any or uh, PAT? PAT? I'm guessing. Look, yep. look it all. It all obviously help and if you've got a good um, baseline fitness through your CrossFit but they a lot of their running is just short distance running yeah. so 400 metres or 500 metres so you need to be able to know actually in you need to run six times that yeah. and you've got to do it in a certain amount of time look absolutely whatever training you do is great training and, and I encourage you to keep doing it but you still need to make sure that you have the ability to do the test that you need to. People say, well, I can run so I can ride a bike yeah, or I can yeah, swim yeah. in a pool. No, you, you still need to go and actually try it because every fitness is a different fitness Not type wrong. of fitness. Yeah. Now, you've been a police officer, so how realistic do you think the testing is for what we do? But before we get the answer to that question, let's hear from Jono at Tactical Solutions. Thanks very much, Brian. So we've had a lot of dealings with police and other frontline operatives, and we have a deep understanding of the difficulties that when it comes to actually wearing body armor or from day-to-day -day operations. So what we've done is we've partnered with Incrediware to bring you an innovative recovery products that um, they're just not like any ordinary compression sleeves. They've been scientifically proven to increase blood flow, reduce inflammation, and enhance your body's natural recovery. So from studies, they've found that um, they de a decrease in muscle soreness by up to 25%, a 63% reduction in pain, and a 46% faster injury recovery time. Whether you're dealing with a sore back from wearing your bass, cough cramps, or you know just your normal niggles that you get, and they've also done really well in the sporting field. I mean, all the NBA teams um, using Crediware and 60 professional sports teams to date have got them. And I don't know if you saw heard the news about Messi. Obviously, you did. Messi joining up has just become the latest Crediware ambassador. So if you'd like more info, um, please head over to store.tactical.co.nz. Or if you're in the Auckland area, head through to Albany to our store or in Wellington, in Upper Hutt, our innovation hub. The, the PCT testing for, or, yeah. or any, anything. Look, <laughs> we, we get asked this question, uh, we get asked this question a, a reasonable amount, you know, is it fit for purpose? Yep. All right. There is what's called a, a sworn functional job description. All right. So when you apply to be a police officer, it does, if you look it up, the sworn a functional job description. And I'm going to read it so I know that I get this right. Oh, look at that. There you yeah. go. Yeah. New applicants are told that they need to be, to be able to chase and apprehend, run quickly for sustained periods, jump and climb, grip, grip and hold objects or persons, and carry heavy weights. So you need to be able to ask myself, can I do that? Yeah. And for me, that's what the PCT is. Yeah. It's kind of all those things. Right. Is it the best way to measure it? I think it's a great way to measure it. I think it, I think it still holds its purpose. What else could we do? Well, we'd need to look into that. Yeah. There'd need to be, uh, there'd need to be uh, investigation. Is not the word I'm, I'm looking for, but you know, a study into what would be better. Yeah. But I think the PCT still holds its credibility. Uh, to still today as it did when I did it in 1996 or when you did it not long after 1996, that. yep. You know, and and I, I look at it like this, Brian, is that, you know, and as I said, a lot of people struggle with a war and I just want you to think at the end of the day that your partner is on the other side of the war and something untoward is happening to them at the hands of some violent criminal or 
or they've injured themselves and you need to get over that wall. Yeah. They need you over that wall um, to, to help them out. Uh, and I know that it is something that causes some officers a great deal of stress and anxiety doing yeah. the test. So try and focus that energy of why do I actually need to do this? Yeah. And that is certainly one reason. And we've all had that experience where I've needed to get uh, over that wall or through that door <laughs> or around that yeah. building or over that hill to help our partner out. Yep. And if the PCT allows us to measure it and measure your fitness, then I think it still holds its credibility today. Yeah, when I did a podcast with Sean Tagg, who used to run a lot of our PEOs, he said that he thought a lot of police staff were actually maybe a little bit too hard on themselves when it came to PCT time. Because, mm. like he said, you know, if I walk into an office situation and say, hey, hands up if you're over 50, who wants to do the PCT? He said, chances are, seven-eighths of that room is like, I can't do that, there's no way. Mm. Whereas, you know, you walk into our place and everybody goes... You've done it, and there's no issues. So, yeah, full full respect there, I guess. Yeah. Look, we're, we're not there to fail you. We actually, as POs, we're there to assist. Yep. You know, people people actually come to us uh, after the test and say, "You made that a really much better experience than what I thought it was going to be." Yeah, I have people email me and prior to their PCT, knowing that they're they're a little bit st- stressed by it and they're gonna, they're they're anxious and worried about. It. So I pick up the phone, we talk about it, or we meet and go and sit down, have a coffee, and we discuss it. So what's your biggest concern? We don't want you or have an expectation that at 45 or 55 years of age, you come out and do it when you were yeah. in the same time as you did when you were 26. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A lot of police actually find that they get better at it over time yeah. because they know what the test is about. And, and, and I certainly did. I was faster at 44 than I was at 26. Yeah. But uh, we are there to help you get through it. We don't want you to fail. And we also know that if your time is three minutes and you walk across that line at 2.59 or three minutes, hey, that's a pass. Yep. You know, If you want to try and get that P1 time or get that gold card or that red card, cool. But we won't do it at the risk of injury yep. and we won't do it at the risk of you failing because you've pushed yourself too hard. So when you hear the PEO calling to you during the test, slow down, you've got time. Yeah. Uh, slow down, you've got time. Uh, when you get over the wall and say, you've still got a minute, you've got plenty of time, don't feel that you've got to bust a gut yeah. to, to get over the finish line in the next 15 seconds. When we say, go a little bit further on the next time you go under the hurdle, it's because we don't want your backside to come up to yeah, yeah. the hurdle and then go around. Because that's when people do fail sometimes because they've had to repeat something because they've just switched off a little bit. Yeah. You know, going around the cones, watch the cones. Yeah. You know, just switch on because mentally we do uh, turn off a little bit. Now, some people have asked, why do a grip test? Because I think lots of people haven't actually quite put two and two together here. But am I correct in assuming that it is for firearms as well as for handcuffing and wrist locks and the such like, like that? So you get to effect an arrest, for instance. You know, you're grabbing somebody's arm, that type of stuff. You do actually have to have a strong reasonable grip don't you a reasonably strong grip yeah many years ago it used to be about um, firearms a little bit more because they had the old big um, the revolver um, yeah big 38s or whatever and and took a little bit to squeeze the trigger with with the with the glocks these days or when the glocks came in that that changed um but yeah very much around um handcuffing um restraining offenders just having that that ability to do it and to um perform yeah as you say holds and so forth yeah um What's the vertical jump measurement test all about? So it's just um, measure, measuring the explosiveness in your legs and showing that you can jump to a certain height just yep. to give that physical ability to, uh, to do that. Okay, now in your opinion, how do you best prepare mentally for a testing day before you do the test? I've oh, got some notes already. I'm yeah, here we go. Yeah. to that paperwork again. Yeah. Look, um, best way to prepare, uh, whether it's your whether it's your PAT or your PCT. Look, um, please wear good gear. You know, I mean, that's not mentally preparing, but if you're in a good pair of running shoes and you're in a good pair of running shorts and, and, and shirt or singlet, whatever your choice is, some of the shoes that, particularly with the PCT, we see the officers turn Oh, up. yeah. An <laughs> army like, matches on its, its feet. Yeah, exactly, it's like, exactly. Yeah. Well, my mentality, I say to people, what's the two most important 
parts on a car. <laughs> One of them is the tyres. <laughs> yeah. All right. So if you want your car to stick to the road, you need good tyres. Yeah. If you want to stick to the wall when you climb over it, have a good pair of sand shoes. Yeah. Um, I won't promote the shoes that I wear. I yeah. can't single that. Get shoes that um, work well for you. Yeah. Uh, and particularly since, you know, part of the PCT is a um, is is a, a payment. You use some of that payment yeah. to get a decent pair of shoes. Yeah. Uh, get a good sleep the night before. Uh, get some good rest don't do it in the middle of a night shift if you get scheduled in that day in between your two night shift days yep. that's not a good day to come no. out and test uh, book in early alright get yourself so if, if your expiry day is the 1st of November come and see us a month and a half before and if you don't pass on that day then at least you know you've got six weeks yep. to actually go out and do a little bit of work and we can give you some guidance and we can say, actually, you actually weren't too far off. Where you went wrong was this. Bang. Yep. Yeah, all right. Uh, you can book anywhere six months up to um, before your date. So yep. if you're not sure, come out and, and talk to us. Or come and talk to me if, you, if you're yep. part of Auckland District. Come and talk to me. I'm on 6-4. You can send me an email. You can call me. I'm happy. And there will not be one other PEO around the country that would turn you away if you wanted some advice on a part, on a part you know. Yep. Uh, and look, we can always come and do some wall practice or things like that. Eat light beforehand. Don't have a, a massive meal, but do have some food. Don't turn up on an empty stomach. Yep. Uh, hydrate. Eat well beforehand. Like, like Eat well in your, in your general day-to-day diet. But I think the biggest one in there is is, is ask, ask yeah. for help if you need. Yeah, not wrong. And I guess with a PAT for potential applicants, the thing I'd say is make sure you can do it before you've got to do it. Absolutely. You know, yeah. uh, it's yeah. just, yeah. You know, I, for me, that was an absolute given when I joined. It was like I knew that I could do the PAT test because I'd done it five times before I even joined. And it was like, yeah, okay, cool. I, I know this is going to be slog, mm. but, you know, make sure you can actually do it before you come out. Yeah, I mean, if you, if you know your, your testing time is 18 minutes, wait till your testing time is, you know, wait yeah. till you're hitting your, your 12 minutes, 15. Yeah. Look, good things come to those who wait. And yeah. and as long as you train hard and, and work for it, it will it will come. But coming back and come, keep coming back and... and, um, and, and not achieving what you need to that's a little bit soul destroying as well yeah. so get yourself set up for success not set up for failure yeah how do you look after your mental health in the police once you start that's uh, a podcast in itself but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Mm. we talked probably talked a little bit about this yeah, last time from, yeah look um Ask for help if you need it. That's probably the big one. Yeah. Talk to, firstly, first and foremost, probably talk to your sergeant. Yeah. They're, they're, they're always my go-to, mm-hmm. or my staff knew that I was always available there uh, to talk with them at, at, at any time if they had any issues. Don't hide it away. Don't let it fester. Don't let it boil up. Don't let it snowball into something because then it explodes. Right. Yep. And then it's harder to deal with. Yeah. Uh, look, we have the wellness System, we we uh, we have um, health and safety and wellness officers. They're there to help you. It's it's not something you need to be ashamed about. It's no. not something to be embarrassed about. No. I've done it. I yep. asked for help yep. at least twice in my police career because I needed it, and it was the best thing I ever did. Uh, yeah, to be able to sit down and talk with someone about whatever your issue is. And a lot of the time, look, it's not even police-related. No. It's just the stuff you're dealing with on a day-to-day basis that uh, is, is, the, is making the other problem the issue because you're, you're not able to deal with that. Yep. And then you start bringing that into your work, um, your working day. So ask for help. F- fitness, I will always say this. Yeah. Fitness and health is crucial. Yeah. Dealing with the stuff you're going to deal with at work or dealing with problems at home you know we're all struggling at the moment with with you know the cost of living and mortgages and all that sort of thing but if you know that this thing here this body that you're walking around in and that is carrying your head and your thoughts and all that sort of thing if that's fit and healthy it's one less thing for you have to worry about all right and it's but it's always the thing that we look after last yeah Uh, So please look after your fitness and health. Because it'll help you with the other stuff. Not wrong. Uh, Why do a rehearsal test? uh, To see where you're at? Yeah. Yeah, probably as simple as that. You know, um, 
come out and, and give it a crack. It will absolutely tell you where you're at, but you can do that yourself as well. Yeah. You know, you, as I said, go to the track, run six times around it. What time do I do it in? 15 minutes? Well, I need to be four minutes faster or three minutes faster. Um, is it worth it to join a running group or should I go lone wolf? Um, for me, I trained lone wolf. It was just what I, I'd always done and I knew that come testing day nobody was actually going to be running alongside me going come on, come on, you can make this, you can make this um, but I know some people like running groups, it's really a personal choice thing isn't it? Absolutely, yeah, look I, I was like you, I I ran the cold and windy and wet nights around the hills of uh, <laughs> Northland and Karori yeah. in Wellington uh, I did it by myself because that's what I do, uh, while I train with um, my clients I, I do actually enjoy training by myself yeah. if I can get myself in the right headspace. But if you need that motivation of a running group, that's cool. Do that as well. Whatever makes it work for you. Do I wear to do my PAT? What's the best thing for me to wear when I come to PAT? Once again, whatever's most comfortable, but yeah. probably appropriate too. So a good pair of running shoes yeah. that um, have good grip on them. Uh, look, if you find it easier to run in, in leggings, you run in leggings. Yeah. Um, uh, if shorts are your thing, shorts and a singlet, shorts and uh, uh, shorts and a, a, a running shirt, that's fine. Uh, what I will say is that, particularly, uh, certainly, what we've been experiencing up here uh, <laughs> in, in Auckland with all the rain and all that sort of thing, is maybe bring a bring a jacket, bring yep. some warm clothes. I know it was very cold down in Christchurch last week, I believe, when Glenn was testing. So <laughs> take a jacket so you're not standing there shivering. And when you arrive, don't start stripping down to your running gear. Yep. We'll, we'll tell you when, because um, we don't want you getting hypothermic before the um, And that's the, the other thing, isn't it? Uh, I mean, it was in our day as well, and I'm pretty sure I know the answer, but if it's raining, the test is still going ahead. A lot of the time, the test will continue. We will only cancel a test if we deem that uh, it is a risk to uh, to your safety performing the test we don't want anyone to break and fall or fall and break yeah uh, <laughs> any ideas with where, where the best place to find a free running program is is that up on the new cops website I'm pretty sure there is one up on the new yep. new cops website but you'd find them on online as well yep. yeah uh, can I talk with a PEO directly about my training so I'm guessing this is for sworn officers or officers are already in as well as potential recruits can potential recruits talk directly to a PEO about their training or not? We generally wouldn't talk, we would talk to them on a testing day, particularly if, if they didn't meet with success, we'd, yep. we'd talk to them then and give them some advice uh, but certainly uh, sworn officers, yeah 100%, we're, we are here and that's why we're here, that uh, if you're struggling with anything uh, we're more than happy to assist with putting you on the right track. Just to throw the caveat in there um, before people start ringing up and saying, yeah. um, <laughs> yeah. it's not a personal training program either though. No, no, that's the other side of it. We're, we're not PTs. We're, yep. not, we're not there to get you into the gym and get you shredded and, yep. and all that for, for summer and so forth. Um, we're there <laughs> to assist in, in um, meeting your PCT goals okay. um, and any fitness goals or if you're training for a tactical group. We, uh, we can put you in the right direction there as well. How do you improve your grip strength? What's a good way to improve it? Uh, simple one is actually grabbing your cell phone. And oh, there you go, yeah. And grip um, on either side, by the sides. Yeah. And squeezing that for, you know, five to ten seconds, release, squeeze again. Uh, farmer's carries, load up oh, your weight. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we love the farmer's carries. Yeah. My, oh, no, I love them. One of my yeah. favourite exercises, uh, hanging, um, hanging from a... A bar in yep. the gym, and uh, but you exercise like your lat pull downs, your seated rows, they're all going to work, and you can do uh, your sort of wrist um, curls as well to build your, your forearms. Are you allowed to have strapping or braces on when you do your PAT? Look, yeah, people will turn up with a with a knee strap on or a, on a, on a, or a, a, something around their calf or something like that. But be prepared that we will ask you. What's Why, that all about? What's yeah. that all about? Because if, because you're declaring that you're physically fit to do this, and if we see you um, in some form of brace or strapping, we will ask you um, the nature of the injury, if it is an injury or what it is. Now we've kind of answered this with a PCT, but what do you recommend to eat the day before um, my initial PAT test? What would you say? Same thing again, you know, but a few carbs. Yeah. Um, yeah. Eat smart. Don't eat McDonald's. All that type of stuff. Yeah, and don't all of a sudden change your diet to something that you're not used to eating um, that may upset your tummy. So yep. just stick to what you know works well for you. 
Uh, how old is too old to join the New Zealand police? <laughs> I, I don't think we can answer that one these days. No. I think uh, I think they've recently just had someone at fifty-five go into the go. Look into at the that. college. So uh, there there is no specific age. What happens if I get injured after I've passed the initial PAT test? Do I have to come back and reset it, or will it be done on a like a case by case basis? Just let your selection specialist know that you sustained. Well, you probably tell us on the day um, that you sustained an injury. Let your selection specialist know. We will, we will let them know um, when we submit your results, uh, and and it'll just be. You, you may then need to, depending on the nature of the injury, if it's a slight. Um, it's like um, pull or something like that and yep. nothing too significant uh, it, it may be that you go through a little bit of physio work but if there is some serious injury you may need to provide uh, some form of medical certificate that you're safe to perform it again Now I know that you've been a recruit instructor at RMPC and you've also been a student there as well once upon a time right? Um, and when you are down there it does sometimes feel like you've been a candle from sort of three directions. <laughs> um, what advice would you give re the physical requirements of being at college? Because, I mean, you've got the physical training that happens at the college. You've got your own physical fitness to do. You've got your academic study to do. Then you've got your testing as well. So what advice would you give as a PEO, a former recruit instructor and a recruit to sort of say, hey, if I was going to manage it, this is the way I'd be managing it. I, well, we, when we have people come for their final PATs, the, the final message we generally give them is maintain where you're at at the moment, if not build on it. Yeah. All right. Because a lot of people, when they pass their final PAT, are actually at the best fitness they've been at in, in, in their life. So yep. you, you are, yeah, you're now going into an environment for four months, four and a half months, where it is pretty rigorous and pretty full on there are long days on the firearms range there are long days um, driving and uh, driver training your taser you've got all that physical stuff but then yes you do have the pressures of studying uh, for exams or, or practicals uh, the the pressures of being in classroom for long days so maintaining your fitness once again like we were dealing talking about before about dealing with the mental strains of life and, and work your fitness will help you through those days the other thing is, don't let the free food oh. in the police mess yes. hall become your best friend. Yeah. Now, by all accounts, the, the greatest record um, from start of <laughs> start of college to the end is an increase of twenty kilos, I believe. Yeah. You do not don't as I said before, don't change your diet just because it's sitting there on 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 the. Yeah. The hot, not the hot plates, but uh, yeah. it's a cooked breakfast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it doesn't. Yeah, don't <laughs> don't need to be bacon and sausages every day, and it doesn't need to be pudding every night and yeah. things like that. Keep your diet to how you usually eat, and the serving sizes to how you usually eat, because putting on that weight at college will make things harder as well. So maintain your fitness. Alternatively, you're also going to have to plan a little bit because you're not going to be able to get down to the gym every single day of the week like you maybe do back at home. There is a good gym facility there. There are plenty of hills to run around and, and, and so forth. Um, but make a good plan and, and take advantage of the weekends for maybe a little bit of training as well. Yeah, not wrong. And with that, we've come to the end. Are there any final thoughts that you've got on either prepping for the PAT prepping for the PCT or just physical fitness testing within the police. I know that lots of people get really, really anxious about it, but it's the 6P rule for me. Uh, if, it's, if you have piss poor planning, then you're going to get piss poor performance, <laughs> and that's what it comes down to. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, If you plan it and you do everything methodically, you'll smash it out of the park. Um, if you don't and uh, you're just flying by the seat of your pants or you think, oh, I've done this, so I should be able to do this... Um, it's not going to work for you. And again, you know, I've seen people who have um, done trail running and everything else, and then they've come to do the PAT test, and all of a sudden it's rainy, it's a bit windy, it's flat, I'm not used to flat, blah, 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 I can't do it. So, yeah, like you say, test like you test, because that's what you're going to be tested on. It's not the fact that you're a great trail runner or you've played ice hockey for New Zealand or the such like. So. Yeah. Well, I was, talking to, I was talking to a staff member last week, and uh, they're... they're their PCT is due uh, and they're coming back from an injury and I said I just said to him look 
you've got to do the PCT. You don't, you don't have a choice about that. But I don't want to train you or help train you and get you set up for training just to do the PCT. Yeah. I actually want you to keep training for your life. Yeah. All right, because, and, and um, this, this officer was coming more towards the end of their career, and I said, because I want you to be fit to do the PCT, to get through it without injury, but also on the other side of that, you may choose to retire at some stage, and I actually want you to go and enjoy that retirement and yeah. not be broken. Yeah. And 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 they were fully engaged with that, uh, and wants to be able to go off and do things once they retire, whether you're retiring or not. Train for your life. Train to be fit and healthy. To to come to football on a Saturday and run around and be a referee. Um, train so you can go to the beach and have a great holiday away and, and, and be physically active but also train so you can be restful and, and, and comfortable with who you are and so forth but uh, it, it shouldn't the PCT is just something along the way or the PAT is just a, a something along the way that you need to achieve for your next goal so just keep training for your life. Yeah and I think sometimes some people take on this whole thing of I don't look like Ronnie Coleman or I don't look like Jason Stentham uh, and be smart about it because not everybody can look like those people. Um, like you're saying, you know, train to be fit for life. If you can run 5K, you can do 100 push-ups, you can do 100 squats and you can do 100 star jumps all sort of consecutively, you're actually not doing too bad. No, no. You know? it's, and it's that thing of, I think sometimes we actually don't actually realise how fit we are but like you say, you know, just be fit for life and Everything's so much more happier. Rob, yet again, thanks very much for all your expertise. If you do want to join, then make sure that you go and check out the police recruiting website. Um, it's on Facebook, it's on Instagram, it's newcops.co.nz, uh, or you can just simply type in police recruiting at New Zealand Police and it will come up. Uh, if you are a current serving member and you are due to do your PCT, listen to Rob's advice. Get in early, get some advice if you're a little bit shy or nervous about it and test early get it done if you don't get it done then come back but the percentage is so low oh, of totally. people yeah yeah, yeah. Oh. and that, i think that's the thing yeah not a lot of people don't no. achieve it so you know yeah 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 and uh you know just look after yourself team and make sure that you're all good yeah. uh thanks for appreciate it thank you done. thanks for having me yeah. Thanks for listening. But please do Constable Brian and I a favour and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on the next Coppuccino podcast. Real people, real stories.